Welcome to another edition of The War Room here on KOKC Radio. I'm your host, Sean Fry. It's one of my favorite days on The War Room, and it's because we have a first-time guest. Kyle Hostetter, the Parsons High School, not the high school, the Parsons Middle School wrestling coach. He helps run the Parsons Wrestling Club for kids here in town, and he's also an assistant for Labette Community College. They have the national tournament coming up this weekend. Uh, Kyle, first off, welcome to the show. So glad to have you on. It's fun to be here, man. Oh, yeah. And, and... I don't care. Who knows? We watch Chiefs games together. We get to experience some of the happiest moments of our lives together. Chiefs uh, games at the freezes. <laughs> exactly. I will be. I will be bonded to you for the rest of my life because I've watched two two of their last three Super Bowl wins. You and I have been. You and I have been in the same room together. So. Uh, always great uh to be around you uh i know how into wrestling you are i just got back from covering the state wrestling tournament uh, i got to watch the Chinook girls take third in the state two of them won individual state titles and kylie dillow uh, and reese clements uh, i saw casein wyrick at labette county he gets third we had a parsons guy gannon freeze kurt's son he was there at wrestling uh he went out on the first day but uh, but just making it to state, he, huge, hard. he did huge he accomplishment. Uh, we had some state medalists at Cherryville and Erie and Humboldt as well. Um, it was great to see some very high level wrestling. But Kyle, I wanted to bring you in. And first off, let's talk. Since you're on the Labette staff, they have nationals coming up this weekend. All ten wrestlers for Labette going to the national tournament. Only second time Jeff Vesta has been able to do that. And the first time, it's not his fault. It's not anybody's fault. The first time everybody got welcomed there because they didn't have districts because that was in 20. 21 yeah the covid year year. so there were a bunch of covid restrictions and part of those restrictions were no districts we're just going to get everybody to the national tournament to pre and that was probably the right move this is the first time jeff vesta has had 10 wrestlers earn their way to the national tournament an entire full lineup you guys were ranked number 11 in the country last i checked i bet that number's gone up uh take me through kind of just the state of labette wrestling right now this is probably jeff vesta's best team been a lot of fun to be around the guys uh especially here these last two three weeks they've been working their tails off it was really fun to go to the national tournament or the sorry the regional tournament and uh everybody kind of was counting us out and those guys showed up and wrestled really hard mm-hmm. going after bonus points getting pins in the tournament that was yeah. huge um it's a lot of fun i'm looking forward to this weekend it's gonna be, gonna be a good time absolutely uh I'm curious. You look at you look at the roster top down. Uh, top eight in each weight class get all American. Who are the top candidates for that for Labette this weekend up in Council Bluffs, Iowa? Uh, there's not a single kid on our team that can't go all American this year. I mm-hmm. really believe it. We show up and we wrestle like we did at regionals. Mm-hmm. Every one of those kids can get a come back with an all American status. What do you and I understand you're new to the staff this year, so you're you're just as new as a lot of other people. But what what do you feel like? When you when you kind of gauge that wrestling room, what makes the the Labette roster so complete this year? Because obviously Jeff has had All Americans in the past. He's had teams do very well. He's had ranked teams do very well. But this complete top to bottom, it, he ha- it, 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 this is a first for him, and that's because it's so rare to have a, that complete a roster top to bottom. It, it puts you among the best teams in the country. What makes Labette, what has put Labette into that tier this season? Uh, a lot of the freshmen that came in, I met them this summer. I was just going up there and working out with them. Just that's before they even asked me to be on the staff, and uh, those guys were coming in. Oh, they put a lot of time in the off season, and that's that's what it takes to be successful at wrestling. You can't just work during the season and expect to have success at the high level, highest level. Mm-hmm. And so those guys coming in and buying in early and working like every day over the summer 
And then we have those sophomores that are stepping up and being leaders. Like Jason Brown, that kid is awesome in the room. Yeah. He's a great leader. Um, verbally, and he does the right things on and off the mat. He's He has he's one of the best one. personalities. Oh, I, yeah. I enjoy oh, him. Yeah, that kid's electric. Uh I want to go through, so I, I want to introduce the audience to you a little bit. Obviously, you are you got here, what, two, three years ago? Uh, uh, this is my fourth year? Fourth year here in Parsons. Uh, you are uh, you came here from Neosha, Missouri. And let's just start right there, because Neosha, Missouri, uh, the, the high school there, has one of the most successful wrestling programs in the last generation, head coached by Jeremy Phillips, who has local ties. His brother is Ryan Phillips uh, with the Lebec Community College softball program. Ryan Phillips just won 500 games uh congratulations to him uh you were a th- correct me if i'm wrong you were a three-time state champion as uh, individually and four-time as a team go ahead uh no uh, i was four-time medalist okay. individually and then as a team we were four-time state champions okay um, first year we actually tied with carney like okay. Complete tie. They didn't even have criteria to break it down. Which there, there was a chance there could have been a tie in the girls yesterday at one point, and I, I was asking around like, "What is the tiebreaker?" And they said, "There's not." And there's, I kind of agree with that. Yeah, I don't think there should be a tiebreaker at the state tournament. If they you got they that float far. the idea every once in a while, but they just come back to I mean, mm-hmm. team points. It's so rare anyway. It's only ever happened in Missouri, I think, like twice, mm-hmm. two or three times max. Um, which actually, I think both times it was Carney tying with somebody, which is yeah. crazy. So winning a team state title four times during all four years of your high school career, that that is so unique. That is so rare nationwide for any athlete to ever achieve. What? How do you draw on that? What do you draw from that experience at your age now? How do you kind of reflect on and what lessons do you take from being that successful at that age? Uh, I mean, I started wrestling with all those guys when I was four years old. Mm-hmm. We, we started all, all of us started really early. So I, I grew up with those guys. Every weekend we're going somewhere around the state of Missouri or Oklahoma or Kansas. Mm-hmm. And like my dad coached those guys when we were little. <laughs> and just building that camaraderie early, uh, I mean, there was no doubt what we were going to do. We, we knew when we came in as freshmen or sophomore, like that yeah. was the plan. It was, there was nothing stopping us. Uh, and, and one reason I wanted it. So I, I bring that up and I also wanted to bring up the fact that you were a D one wrestler for a year. Um, after you graduated, what, what weight did you wrestle in in high school? Most of your life? Uh, my freshman year I was one forty five, and then I hit a little growth spurt and I wrestled one seventy, and then I wrestled one eighty two and one eighty two. Okay. Uh, you get to college. You go to uh, Southern Illinois Edwardsville. Uh, stayed there a year, but you left after a year. And I'll, I'll ask, you know, first off, uh, what was it like to be a D1 committed, D1 wrestler? And, you know, what made you step away from it after that one year? Uh, it was a little overwhelming at first mm-hmm. when I got there. And then I, I just kind of like lost the love for the competition side. I started going to open tournaments with the guys and coaching them. And then. We did some stuff with the, the local youth kids, and I, I just kind of fell more in love with the coaching aspect of wrestling. Mm-hmm. And I just, my body was breaking down, my shoulders and knees and ankles and stuff. Yeah. Um, so I just kind of backed away from competing and, and 
gravitated more towards the coaching aspect. Now, one thing, one thing I am curious about. So you were wrestling at 182 your senior year of high school. Did you go up at all when that one year in college? Were you? Uh, I was a 74 pounder. Okay. So, what was your walking around weight? You're at 18, 19 years old. Um, probably right around like 185 ish. Okay. So that's not too significant a cut. Well, that's that's out of season too. Yeah. So during season, you know, I stayed a little closer to 74. Um, but yeah, yeah, out of season, I was a little heavy. So you and I were talking before we hit the record button on this, just kind of going over what we wanted to talk about. One thing that uh, has not necessarily bothered me, but it's because there's things that bother me about every sport that I can rattle on and on and on about. One particular thing about wrestling is some there are athletes out there and programs out there where they're just cutting such significant weight to get that advantage. You'll have guys and girls cutting 20, 30, broaching on 40 pounds trying to make their wrestling weight compared to their quote-unquote walking around weight. I think you and I agree that can be problematic. I've seen it evolve out of that a little bit. I've seen the, the trend go more towards something I'm comfortable in over the last 10 years or so. How do you kind of take stake of that? Um I think it, it has a place in the sport, and it, it mm-hmm. probably always will. Um, I, I just, me personally, I try to eliminate that from the younger kids. It's like, especially the younger kids, it's not good for their bodies. They're still growing a lot. Um, some of them haven't even hit puberty yet. So to, like, malnourish their body just really doesn't do anything good for them. Mm-hmm. Um, once they start getting to high school, that's when we start talking about doing it healthy, like not starving yourself changing yeah. your diet and your habits and your workout routines like to do more cardio things along that line. and then when you get to college a lot of the guys have it figured out yeah they they pretty much police it themselves every once in a while you run into somebody who does it not necessarily the right way um but i mean it's it's one of the it's one of the unfortunate aspects of the sport that i wish we could figure out how to get away with and they've talked about doing mat side weigh-ins which Honestly, I don't like that. Why? I, well, because during a tournament, you, you don't want to be watching your weight necessarily in between each match. You have to mm-hmm. hydrate, and a lot yeah. of a lot of the, and eat if you're there all day. Yeah. yeah. So the mat side, I, I don't know how they would do that. If they could come up with a way to do it that's good for kids, then fine. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, I think I mean, it's it's worked for years. Yeah. Just personally, I think as coaches, you have to. Make sure your kids are doing it in a way that's healthy. I'm not asking you to name names, but at little bet, what do you think the biggest cut somebody makes from walking around to their wrestling weight with the Cardinals? What, what do you think the biggest uh, drop in, in, in pounds is? It's I uh, can't imagine that it's more than like five or six. That's that's pretty healthy, I would yeah. imagine. I, I don't I don't object to any of that personally. Not that I'm not it's not my place to object to that, but I would sit there and say that's a healthy program then. From, from out like from off season to competing i mean you'll have guys that will start early and they'll make the they'll do Mm -hmm. it slowly over time and that's that's how you have to do it um but as far as like night up night of or something like that it's not our guys do pretty good good deal uh you talked about you know for the younger kids i think it's also important to bring up you run the parsons wrestling club here in town for local kids uh that club and and that youth wrestling scene is as visible as i've ever seen it in 10 years here i've had a lot of fun doing that so uh, i I think you know i really 
it's uh, it's a great thing you guys are doing. Remind me of who helps you on it. I know Chris Ball and Tyler Gordon are there with you. Yeah, uh, Chris, Chris Ball is the AD at Parsons High School. He was at the state wrestling tournament this weekend. He runs that tournament. Yeah, yeah, he does. Uh, uh, I. Uh, Tyler Gordon, he's the principal at the middle school, am I right? Yeah, yeah. he's the principal at the middle school. Uh, you mentioned Rick Holsinger. I can't remember what he does, but Rod, keep going. Um, yeah, so this year we've kind of gotten a group of guys together that have been dedicated towards growing kids wrestling in the area. we got Chris Ball, um, the Jeff and Brady Vogel have been helping out a lot. Mm-hmm. Tyler Gordon, obviously, he's kind of taken the, the management role, and it's... Mm-hmm. it's He's the one leading the pack. Um, J.R. Keene's been helping out a lot. Rick Holsinger is great. He actually coached football with me at the middle school level this year yeah. and was a godsend during uh, wrestling season, was there willing to help the whole time. It was really nice to have him. And so uh, we're just putting together a culture of wrestling, in, and we're using the Labette facility, which is really cool for those is, kids, yeah. to be able to you know, be in the same room, be around those college guys, and it's mm-hmm. Let's them see what the next level looks like. Yeah, and there's national championship plaques in that room too. So I mean, it, it, it is something that they can look up to. Kyle, we're, I want to talk about more about that. About that, you know, that that cliche word of culture. We're going to talk about that uh, when we come back from break because that, that is really at the heart of what I want to discuss is what a trajectory looks like for Parsons Wrestling in this town. Uh, but we got to go to a quick break. You want to stick around a little bit? Yep. Uh, we'll be right back here on the War Room. Kyle Hostetter here as, as a first time guest. I'm your host, Sean. Fry, don't go anywhere. We're back here on the War Room here on KOKC Radio. I'm your host, Sean Fry. Kyle Hostetter, the Parsons Middle School Wrestling Coach, Assistant Coach for Labette Community College, and uh, one of the coaches for the Parsons Wrestling Club. First-time guest here on uh, graduate of Neoso High School, wrestled at SIU Edwardsville for a year. Uh, and now Edwardsville, did I get that right? Yeah. Uh, and uh, now you're here in Parsons. Uh, you talked about uh, shifting that trajectory uh, and culture for Parsons wrestling. I'll, I'll be honest, and and this is you know, I, and I'll tell you what I told you before uh, we hit record. Uh, I've been in this job with the Parsons Sun for ten years. Uh, and the wrestling here in this community, and it's not just Parsons. I'm not, I'm not trying to just pick on Parsons. Uh, Labette County, too, and, and obviously there's there, Cherryville uh, has wrestling. Uh, none of the other schools in the Sun Coverage area, Erie does, but you know Oswego and Chautauqua and St. Paul, they don't have wrestling. The wrestling hasn't been top notch so to speak uh, you know in terms of really competing at the upper levels at the state tournament uh and for a variety of reasons you've had some spots here and there where there's been some competitors abby jones sticks out from labette county uh but this year in particular we saw a state placer from the labette county boys uh cato bar miller the head coach uh for parsons he does a he, he has done a great job at making that program more competitive they finished ahead of chanute at the regional tournament and chanute they were in a the boys they were in a massive rebuild year, uh, but they were rattling off state titles not too long ago. This year, though, I have to cover the Chinook Tribune area, and I and I go to the state tournament to watch the Chinook girls really push for that state title. They end up getting third, but only a two-point margin between them and a state title, and that was the most fun I had had covering wrestling. Seeing it at that high at that high of a level, be you know amongst elite competition. I know that is what you and Cato and, and everybody in that Parsons Wrestling Club is striving for when it comes to getting it to Parsons High School. How have you, you know, you talked about when you were at Neo Show, all your teammates 
you, you were doing it when you were four and five years old. How do, how have you gone about trying to replicate that here at Parsons and really build it from the ground up? That's I mean that's really the there's no secret. You have to <laughs> wrestling's hard. You have to do it for a long time before you get good at it. There I mean there's a few people that are freaks of nature and they're just naturally good at wrestling. But for yeah. the most part, you have to work at it. So seeing these kids in the room, like we did a youth night, had like 42 kids there. That was cool. And about 20 of them, 25 of them stuck around and like have been yeah. a part of the club all year. What's the age range there? Uh, anywhere between four and eighth grade. Breakdown so, between boys and girls? Um, there's boys and girls. Mm-hmm. Uh, in the youth, it's a little, they have girls brackets still. Yeah. And so it's, I mean, girls wrestling's on the come up yeah. for sure. And I, I love seeing that. You got college team, D1 college teams. Having, oh, yeah. Like really successful programs. It's, it's been fun to watch. And we had girls on the middle school team this year for the first time. Yeah. I had seven girls. It was it was a lot of fun to, to watch them grow and come together as a team. It was just <laughs> definitely different than coaching the boys. The girls actually learn faster. They're smarter. <laughs> um, but it, it was, it's been a lot of fun. But there is no secret. Like the way you have success is by building that program, getting mm-hmm. kids to stick it, stick with it put the time in in the offseason, go to camps. Mm-hmm. And the, the hard part of, with wrestling is it's really easy to get burnt out and do too much. And so we've... Spent, Why do you think that is? Because uh, it's such an emotional sport. Mm-hmm. It's an emotional roller coaster. You can have the highest of highs and then you can have the lowest of lows within 30 minutes of each other. 30 seconds. And there was a match. Oh, yeah. There was a match, the third place match with uh, Cadence Axelson, or Axelson for uh, Chanute. She was down by like three, four points in the final 90 seconds of the third period. Turns around and pins a girl. Yeah. And, <laughs> I mean, you had a girl who was thinking, I'm going to end my high school career on a win. Get pinned. <laughs> Like I can't imagine experiencing that. It's it, it. There's a lot of emotions involved in wrestling, and that's another thing we work with the parents about. Is like, hey, don't ruin the sport for your kid. You know, we want everybody to be involved, and we want everybody to love it. But it's really easy as an adult to, to lose sight of what's going on with the child because it's so emotional. And I've, as a parent, I can't even imagine mm-hmm. what it's like to watch your kids wrestle and go through something that's so physically demanding as well as emotionally demanding. Um, but we do, we've done a good job working with parents this year and the parents buying in is what's really going to change the whole culture Yeah, is you develop a wrestling family. So back, back home, I have still to this day, a wrestling family. I talk to them all the time. You know, I just talked to, uh, one of the girls I coached in Neosho. She was first girls medalist in Neosho history this past weekend. And, uh, I talked to her dad on the phone for an hour today. Just Congratulations to her. What's her yeah. name? Melanie Butler. Melanie Butler. Missouri. Congratulations. Fourth place in the state tournament. And uh, it's just, it's really cool that I still have that back home. So that's what we're really focused on building here is trying to get that culture and that family aspect mm-hmm. in into Parsons with, with wrestling. You see it with other sports, but we're really... Yeah. I want that to be for wrestling here. Probably a unique challenge that wrestling faces with, with regards to that emotional roller coaster is, while yes, you have a wrestling team, it's an individual sport. If you lose on a buzzer beater in basketball, that's a shared trauma amongst your teammates. Yeah. If you lose a heartbreaking match, that that's on you, and you got to you bear the, a disproportionate amount of that weight psychologically. It is really individualistic, but. Mm-hmm. Also, like where you see the good teams that are successful, those kids are 
as close to the mat as they can, cheering on your teammates. When you're yep. when you're in a wrestling match and you look over in between action and you see all of your friends lined up along the mat, it makes a big difference. Yep. And that's something we've seen with our kids. They've we've had to start like, hey, back up a little bit, but they're right there cheering everybody on, and it's you know you see them interact with each other off the mat, and that's that's that family thing that we're really pushing for. You kind of touched on what one of my questions was going to be, which is what are some of the strategies that you have to help kids deal with that, uh, just the weight of it all uh, in dealing with the, the sport. And I'm sure that's just one of it is being more, is making it more of a team atmosphere. Um, one of the biggest thing, and because wrestling's so emotional, when when you have those really low points, you know, especially when you're a kid, like emotions are going to be flying. You're going to be you're going to be upset. And so one thing I really focus on with my kids is like, hey, let's do this somewhere away from everything else so you can process your emotions in a, in a way that we can learn from it and grow. And that's one of the biggest things I, yeah. I say all the time is we didn't lose if we learn. If we can learn and grow from this, then that's, that's going to ultimately make us better down the line. And I, what I like about that too, Kyle, is you, you, part of that strategy was let them – feel and express what they're feeling because if the coaching or the instruction is you know bury it yeah congratulations they're never gonna let it go then yeah <laughs> like no i and man i've there's been matches i've lost and i've cried like it's an emotional sport but you have to learn how to do it in a in a setting and in a way that is gonna help you move forward and grow from it mm-hmm. so yeah if you gotta cry cry but let's not do it on the mat yeah let's make it somewhere where we can process this by ourselves because now you're crying on the mat you're mad that you lost you're upset that you lost and now you're embarrassed that you're doing this in front of other people yeah and it just compounds on each other on all of it and so that's one of the things that i do with the little kids and my middle school kids and the high school kids um like let's find a healthy way to deal with this Mm -hmm. and so that we can move on and grow because it's not the end of the world and i promise you too i bet you those college kids are just as emotional as those little kids because because it means more to them because i tell the the successful college athletes which it seems like every labette wrestler is this year the the whole lineup's going to to the national tournament they are the ones that love it and that is my advice to anybody who's getting recruited in any sport is if you're gonna go you have to love it and what you love is not always what you like Nobody yeah. likes 6 a.m. conditioning or 6 a.m. weights or what have you, but you love it. Like, there are people that you love that you don't necessarily like all the time, but there yeah. are people that you love. The sport has to be that for them. And because that is that for, for those guys that will bet, they take it just as hard as anybody else. Well, that's my, that's my number one job. Mm-hmm. with the little kids is to make them love the sport of wrestling the way I love the sport of wrestling. Mm-hmm. There's so many positive things that you can get from wrestling as far as like dealing with emotions, dealing with failure, learning from success even. Like these are some of the some of the best lessons you can learn from the sport Core of wrestling. Tenants. Yeah. And so that's that's what I want all these kids to get, the same lessons I got from wrestling. And to do that, they have to love it. And uh so that's that's my job with the little kids is to help them be better wrestlers and to instill a love of the sport the way I have it. I feel like the trajectory is shifting uh, over to to a place where Parsons will more closely resemble a, a place like Neosha, Missouri, or or Chinook, Kansas did in the last few years. Do you feel like Parsons can get to that point here in the next four or five, six years? Yeah, absolutely. Um, the the buy in we've had from the parents the kids like at the at the youth level 
<laughs> that's where it starts. And those kids will bring their friends in. Their friends will get in, involved, get on board. When they start seeing success, they're going to follow. And that's that's mm-hmm. just what we have to do. One thing I'll challenge, not just you, but it's that, but Cato as well. And by the way, I'll say this about Cato. I feel like a happier person after interacting with Cato. That's the type of person Cato is. So great high school coach. Don't replace him. Cato's great for kids. Cato's great. Uh, is I would hope that you and Chris Ball and Rick Holsinger and Tyler Gordon and Cato Miller are here for five or ten years building yeah. this because and the example I can use locally is football for Parsons football uh, for the first six or seven years that I was here they had four or five different head coaches and outside of Kurt's one really good year which it, I don't like calling things a fluke they earned everything they got that year they were a good team but that was the one good year they had they had three years I was here they didn't win a game and the Parsons football team was not in a good place and that revolving door of head coaches was to me always such a huge part of it. Jeff's in his fourth year now, and Parsons has been among the area's best for the last three. And that the the, the bar for the the minimum bar has been raised now. The minimum standard that you're expected to reach has been raised, and I think that and, and so consistency amongst the staff at all levels. I think that's how it gets elevated for Parsons and on not just for not just for wrestling, but for any sport. Well, that's that's what we've been at when working on. So Cato's my assistant in middle school, and mm-hmm. then I'm an assistant for him at, at the high school level. So yeah. we work really well together, and it's not like a, I'm in charge and then he's in charge. It's like we're we're actively collaborating together to make the area better at wrestling. That's that's one thing I do want to touch on. Is we're trying to we're about to get done with the season. We're going to start moving into freestyle season, and one of the things that we're going to do is bring the area in and like, Hey, let's all work on freestyle because if the area gets better at wrestling, if we want to win matches, we're forced to be better at wrestling. Yep. And so if your competition's better, like bring everybody with you and then, and then let's compete. That's when it gets fun. And And then whoever actually does emerge as those winners, they're going to have a better time at state. Yeah. I had, when I was in high school, I had buddies that I made through wrestling that would drive to Neosho from like Branson, Nixa, Willard, and they'd come in and, and they'd train with us during the summer. And those guys got good. Christian Lance is like wrestling for a world team. Like, he's trying to make a world team. And that all started because we wanted to get better. It wasn't like, I'm going to hide my knowledge. That's not how you get better at wrestling. Mm-hmm. It's like, hey, we have to wrestle. And if I have better partners, I get better. And if I make them better and we compete, everybody, everybody is benefiting from that. I like that. 60 seconds left. Let's circle all the way back. LCC Nationals this uh, this weekend. Uh, big, what, what's that? The, you know, it's a cliche question. Top of the scouting report. What's, what, what's, what's that final speech you're giving to the guys before everybody hits the mat on Friday? Friday. Yeah. Uh, let's just go out there and do what we did at Districts. We showed up. Everybody counted us out. Let's go out there and wrestle hard. Go after bonus points. You get a chance to put them away, put them away. There we go. That'll do it here on the War Room here on KOKC Radio. Kyle, you're welcome. You're open door. Anytime you want to come in and be a guest and talk wrestling, you, you, we'll, we'll, we'll burn a half hour of our listeners' time and, and do it. I uh, appreciate you coming in. Uh, I'm Sean Fry, your host. Uh, congratulations to all the state medalists uh, at high, in high school uh, oh, you know, for Keisha this past weekend. Really fun environment to be around. Uh, and, you know, and, and you know, good luck to the Lebec Cardinals this weekend as well. And Nielsen County has four wrestlers there as well. Uh, good luck to the Panthers. Uh, as, as I said, I'm your host, Sean Fry. Everybody stay safe and God bless. Go Dirty Birds.